Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ooh, spicy. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Our Warriors live less than a half hour away. Uh, it is a Warrior Wednesday, brought to you by Freeman's Appliance, trusted name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. And a reminder, if you're going to the Warrior game tonight, you late. You late. You got to get going. Get going, okay? Tell the boss. You got to leave. Game starts early for television tonight at 530. We've got you covered all the way across the board here on the home of the Dubs. 95-7 the game. But we're also starting to get into a football state of mind. And we played for you a short time ago the comments from Stink. Mark Slareth on his Stinkin' Truth podcast. He's also with 104.3 The Fan in Denver and, of course, the NFL on Fox. And he joins us now to tell us all about that spicy Brock Purdy. Hey, Stink. What's happening, guys? Great to be with you. No, it's great to have you, man. Like, how would you – like, Purdy, we've sort of learned this here. You look at him on TV, and then you hear from him behind closed doors. He's a little different than he looks, isn't he? Yeah, there's there's no question. Um, I'll tell you what. I, I just find the kid, like, overconfident, not – arrogant but confidence you know i always say confidence comes from a place of preparedness you've done the work you know how much work you've put in uh, and you're confident in what you've done you're confident in your ability because you've done the work arrogance comes from a place of fear i know i haven't done the work so i gotta puff my chest out and act like i've done the work and you know that kid has definitely done the work he is smart he understands the scheme he understands what's required of him and you know, he's got a bit of a gunslinger attitude. He'll tell you, not in an arrogant way, just like, hey, man, you know, let the film speak for itself. Uh, I ain't afraid to throw it into a tight window. I ain't afraid to make a big throw down the field. I ain't th- afraid to, to threat it. So um, I really just – I found him fascinating the last couple of weeks talking to him. I even talked to him last week for a long time, too, um, just because, you know, I, I just think the kid is legit. I think he's a big-time quarterback in the National Football League. Are you surprised that nationally there still is so much doubt and so much shade thrown his way after the year that he's had as a possible NFL MVP? No, because I think that most people don't study the game. Most people, you know, most people look at what Kyle Shanahan has been able to accomplish in, you know, in San Francisco over the course of his coaching coaching career and um and you know, people give him a ton of credit and rightfully so, he deserves a ton of credit, but 
you know, what he's asking Brock to do, the way he's asking Brock to play. Um, you know, I've always, I've always looked at it like people will talk about, you know, being a game manager is a bad thing. That's, that's your job as a quarterback, to manage the game and then to put your team in the best position possible to have success and to understand, you know, what, what they're doing defensively, what you're trying to accomplish offensively, and how to get through, like how to get through progression, how to get through and get to the guy that, that needs the ball. You know, when you talk to Kittle and you talk to some of the other guys, they're like, hey, man, I don't care if I'm the fourth read in the progression. I'm running my route to get open because I know that Brock Purdy will, you know, there's a chance that he'll get it to me. Um, and, and you don't see that in a lot, you know, with spacing and with the understanding of concepts. You don't often see that in other organizations because they just figure, hey, I'm never going to get the ball. I'm the fourth guy in the progression. And it's not that way with, with the San Francisco 49ers, and that's a testament to Brock Purdy and how his – how good he is and his ability to get through, you know, to, to read it pre-snap, to confirm it post-snap, and to get the ball where it's supposed to go regardless of, of what pos- what position you are throughout the progression. Stink, where would you put him in the MVP race? I would probably put him, um, you know, it was at the Christmas game obviously hurt, and, you know, and I think that probably Lamar has taken over based on, what Lamar does, and, and listen, man, Lamar running around, Lamar making plays, Lamar's been so much better making plays that are off schedule, but doing it with his arm, you know, staying in the pocket and making those plays. So I probably would, if I had if I had a vote, which I don't, I probably would vote for Lamar because I think he's so so much a part of that offense. He's such a huge part of that offense. Um, and then it would probably be Brock and then maybe Christian after that. Uh, but, you know, it would be Christian and Brock would be uh, 1B and 1C, if you would. But I, I would probably vote Lamar. Do you think it should be a knock on Brock Purdy or a credit to Brock Purdy that he's able to do what he does in the Shanahan system surrounded by so much talent? No, I think probably people look at it as a, as a knock. Um, but, you know, you're, you're managing it. And he doesn't worry about who he's going to throw it to or where he's going with the football. Because that's Kyle Shanahan's job. Your job is to read the defense and go where the ball, where, where the defense tells you to go with the football. And that's what he does exceptionally well. And then you're keeping all those guys fed. You know, everybody from Ayuk to Kittle to Debo to, you know, to, to Christian McCaffrey. So all those guys are being fed, as you well know. So, yeah, I, I, I just, I just think the kid's an incredible player. Um, and he's a great football player. So, you know, six of one half dozen another. It really doesn't matter. They're they're not worried about individual accolades or Pro Bowls, or they're not worried about winning MVP over there. Worried about winning a Super Bowl, and that's pretty much the way it should be. So I don't think anybody really cares uh, who gets voted the MVP in that organization. They're looking for they're looking for something bigger than that. Let's talk about that. Mark Schlereth is with us here on 95.7 The Game. Willard and Dibbs. I, I've been racking my brains looking at scenarios coming out of the playoffs. And, and Stink, I'm having a hard time sort of finding the team that I think could knock off either the Niners or the Ravens in their respective conferences. How likely of a Super Bowl matchup do you think that is? Well, I think it's fair. I think it's really likely. You know, the, the team that I think in the NFC that – it, a lot of teams don't want to play um, Los Angeles. I think I think the Rams, you know, being seven and one down the stretch. I think what they've been able to do 
offensively, especially defensively, they have a superstar in Aaron Donald, as you guys know. And then they've got a bunch of rising players. And their defense is good enough. They're not great, but they're good enough. And special teams, they've got a problem, but they're playing, they're playing a Super Bowl style of offense right now. Um, Sean McVay in this offseason, Les Snead did a really good job. Les Snead did a really good job of, of rebuilding an offensive line, getting some dominant players up there on the offensive line. They really started to run the ball after the bye week. They started the season three and six. They finished seven and one. Um, really started running the ball exceptionally well. Uh, Williams has been great. And, you know, and, and they're built. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to watch. They're they're same offense, the same. If you if you opened up the playbook, terminology like would be the same. You would see the uh, same formations. And there's always going to be a few nuances based from staff to staff, but everything would be the same. But when you look at them on film, San Francisco led the league in two back offense at 49.5 percent of the time. They had two backs in their system. The the L A Rams zero percent of the time did they run two back. They ran it all out of three wides, and yet it's the same offense. So they're just using, you know, in San Francisco. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. They're using a fullback in use check where in, in L.A. they're using the wide receiver in Puka Nakua or they're using a wide receiver to play tight end in Cooper Cup. And so it's really interesting to see these two offenses that are the same but looks so different on film and the way they get to things. But the one thing that's constant is they both dominate the running game, and that creates the play action, creates the opportunities in the passing game for both these offenses. Is the Niners' reliance on 21 personnel with the two backs, as you mentioned, nearly half the time they have two backs, does that limit their ability to come back from a deficit in the second half because they don't have as much three wides in their uh, arsenal? Yeah, I mean, they, I still think they have plenty of three wides. I just don't think that that's what they work on a lot. Like, they work on, they work on creating a system and orchestrating that system and running the football and then setting up their big play action stuff off of that. It's not let's just run, you know, X individual, F individual, and Z individual routes. Like, it, it's not just, hey, let's go deep or let's do it this way. They, they run their system and their run game is so good and everything comes off that run game. So, What's the 
the thing I saw, I think 38-0 when they trail in the fourth quarter, um, or 0-38, I should say, or something of that nature. I mean, some, some crazy statistic about them trailing going into the fourth quarter and not being able to come back from that. I think it's a lot because they are so reliant on what they do from a system standpoint. And, um, and that has to do, to me, more, it's more about being on the schedule that you want to be on and not playing off schedule. They just don't play a lot off schedule. So I think that's probably one of the, probably one of the issues and would be the, you know, the one Achilles heel, I guess, if you will, um, of, of the Niners going forward. Mark Slareth with us here on Willard and Dibs 95-7, the game. Uh, Mark, if Brock Purdy does play the Ravens again, what does he need to do differently? Um, not get the ball tipped. I mean, listen, I, I went through that film with a fine-tooth comb. You know, I went and looked at all the coaches' tape, and I spent a lot of time doing that. And I honestly still, I thought San Francisco dominated that game. And you're not going to win any game you turn it over five times in. But I thought they were dominant. I thought they ran the ball any way they wanted to run the ball. I thought they set up their play action and had big plays in the passing game. Um, to, you know, not, not only to Ayuk, but to George Kittle. They had, I just thought they had big plays all over the place offensively. And I thought, you know, defensively in that first quarter, um, they forced, they forced, uh, Lamar to stay in the pocket. And Lamar had a lot of errant throws, uh, did not throw the ball particularly well in, in that scenario. So to me, there's, there's two things. I mean, offensively, just do what you do. And ultimately, you, you can't get the ball tipped on some of their blitzes and things of that nature. And then defensively, you got to cage rush Lamar. You just cannot let him. I mean, they had probably four or five free runners on Lamar that none of them got home. They all got there, but he made every one of them miss. And then it was just a big play afterwards. And so to me, it's just like, hey, man, we're going to sit back. We're going to mush rush you or cage rush you and make you throw the football from the pocket. Um, and I think you, I, I think if they would have done that in that first game, they would have beat them. And I'm just telling you, the confidence, and this is just me from a speculation standpoint, but the confidence that Kyle Shanahan had, the confidence that that team had, after that beatdown on Christmas Day, um, bodes well for San Francisco if they met again in the Super Bowl. And if they did, there's no question I would take San Francisco. And I, I whatever, I mean, they'd probably get points. I would take San Francisco straight up. Mm, that 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 is an interesting comment, Mark Slareth. Great stuff. Hey, also, just would love your perspective on what feels like um, a very memorable day and very memorable time. For the entire sport, Pete Carroll on his way out, Nick Saban on his way out, Bill Belichick might be on his way out. I, I, like, are are we seeing a little bit of a changing of the guard? You think? Yeah, I mean, obviously with Pete Carroll, he's done such an unbelievable job, and it looks like he'll be part of the organization, but just an unreal job. And I did their preseason game, their last preseason game, and the Seahawks invited me to come out and spend a couple of days in Seattle and just be a kind of have a free run of the organization and, and see how things go. And I just an incredible, uh, just an incredible organization that Pete Carroll has been in charge of for 14 seasons. And then, you know, what can you say about Nick Saban? He's just one of the best to ever do it. So it certainly feels weird. I don't know. You know, you can sit there and speculate, obviously Saban's 72 years old, but I just wonder if the whole portal thing and, you know, transfer thing and all that stuff, because it just felt weird. Like the bowl season was garbage, right? Like, Hey, this guy making his first start, it's a bowl game. You're making his first start, and, you know, eight guys are in the transfer portal, so they're not playing. And I just, like, 
it just felt it just felt dirty to me. Mark, great stuff, man. Wonderful to have your perspective, and that's really great insight on the conversations with Purdy, man. Thank you for coming on. You got it, guys. Take care. All right, there you go. Stink with us here on uh, Willard and Dibs 95.7 The Game. We got Warriors live starting in just over 10 minutes. Uh, what would you take from that? I'll tell you what, that certainly stood out. That uh, I mean, this was not people's perspective, and turnovers will do this to you. And I know people will say, well, turnovers part of the game. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, tipped balls – sometimes they land here, sometimes they land there, and he's not the first person, because I haven't done this, but he's not the first person I've heard say, I really went over the tape, and dude, the Niners Niners were crushing them. Yeah, The Niners were moving the ball up and down the field on them. So that's interesting that he says if they play again, he'd be all over the Niners. Yeah, and it's easy to say when you're talking to the 49er city and, well, you know, Niner not, fans. But he's not being disingenuous. Though. I don't think so either, yeah. but, you know, one tip pass is one thing, two tip passes, three tip passes, four interceptions. The red zone pick was pretty bad. That one was bad. And, you know, the referees basically gave you a couple of points by tackling Lamar Jackson for you. <laughs> so there are other ways to look at it. And, you know, to, to think that the Niners had so many plays out there that they didn't execute makes you wonder why they didn't execute those plays. And yeah, they were they were tip passes that found their way into Ravens' hands, but that was interesting. I do agree with him. If the two teams meet again in Vegas in February, the Niners would be favored. I agree um, with him there. I am efforting on that number. You know my uh you know my double right. secret uh guy yeah. who uh who told us why the Niners were were so favored against the Eagles on the road on December 3rd. And uh, boy, was he right when he sort of texted me. He's just like, look, they're just, they're just better. They're just better at every part of the, uh, of the ball. And, uh, and he was right. And so uh, I, just, I just sent him a text again to find out what the ratings would say if the Niners play the Ravens again. So that not only means spread, but like right. what are the what 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 is a deeper dive as far as the matchup is concerned tell you if those two play? Because look, uh, they may not, but I'm also looking at the landscape of this and um just who's out there and who has to go where and all of that stuff. I, look, they may not make it. They both may not make it, but they should make it. <laughs> That's just how I feel. Like, if you look at the AFC and you go, okay, you know, Miami is one of those, like, dangerous teams if their offense were to get going. Well, now they're literally going to be frozen in their tracks. Like, you've seen the weather report for this game in Kansas City on Saturday Nine night. degrees. I mean, it is. Nine it's, degrees. It's going to be awful for the way the Dolphins play. Now, the Chiefs aren't that great either, so I don't know what will happen in this game, but um, who's going to go to Baltimore and win a game? Josh Allen would turn it over three times. The Chiefs look stuck in the mud. The Dolphins have now got to go through the wild card process. Texans and Browns, really nice stories, but come on. Steelers, give me a break. So, yeah, you could lose any football game, but 
I don't see something that should happen to the Ravens if they're healthy. And I feel the same way about the Niners. Are the Rams scary? Sure. But it's Niners-Rams at Levi's if it happens. The Niners can navigate that. Are Browns the... already beat the Ravens once. Yeah, I, I think understand the... that. I with, think that with, that's an ins- a... with an insane comeback. And it was a totally different right. team. Completely. Yeah, like I just... I, don't I even... think that that's a tough one for Baltimore. And I, I look at the opening weekend, and I think Kansas City wins at home yep. because it's what they do. I think Buffalo beats Pittsburgh because I because it's I mean Pittsburgh yeah and no TJ Watt and Buffalo as much as Josh Allen's been a red hot Chili Peppers quarterback give it away give it away in bunches I think they still win that game and I think that Cleveland goes to Houston and they with their great defense they beat the rookie QB and they take out D'Amico which means Cleveland goes to Baltimore and that's an interesting game. That's one where I think that Baltimore could be in some trouble against Cleveland's very good defense. My hot take? Ready? Browns are one and done. Yeah. Fun story. Yeah, you said that. Fun story. They're beating Houston. We'll see. And you and I can get fully into the uh, the six games coming up, uh, not only in the weekend, but the Monday night game as well. You've already said that the NFC will be the top four. The top four seeds will emerge. And uh, I think it's probably in the AFC, too. Yeah, and you think that Tampa's going to beat Philly yep. at home. Yep. So you don't think that any of the road teams will win? Um, I don't, although some of those then mean that upsets will happen. Like, some of these are home dogs. Uh, Houston's a home dog. Tampa's a home Tampa's dog. A those home are the dog. two, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I remind people, no matter, like, gosh, if you go out in the streets and talk football, Detroit's already been eliminated. This is a favorite now. This is a field goal favorite in that football game. Where's and, the money gone on that? Do you know? Uh, in terms question. of, I Let don't know if the line has moved or not feels much. to me not much. like a lot of people, like you're saying, a lot of the tickets, because there's two different things in betting. There are the tickets, mm. which are the number of bets, and then there's the money, which is the amount of money bet. Right. The amount of money is usually more indicative of the, quote, sharp bettors. Because if, you, yeah. if you're a big-time gambler, you're going to bet a lot of money if you have a lean on a game. Whereas people like you and I, like if you bet 10 bucks and I bet 10 bucks, well, that's two tickets. Somebody might bet 1000 bucks the other way. That's only one ticket, but it's also a lot more money, obviously. Uh, the Lions opened at three. It is steady at three. But want to know where the money is going? On the Lions. Really? Yeah, the Lions. Favored by three. But at minus 118. Uh, as opposed right. to the Rams, who are plus three at minus 102. So mm-hmm. that's almost an even money bet to uh, to take the Rams and a field goal. Yeah. Um, but I can't find anybody who doesn't think the Rams are going to win this game, apparently, by 10 points. So like, based on the the juice, as you laid it out, yeah. minus 118, if more money comes in on the Lions, it'll go up to maybe minus 120, maybe minus 125, and, and then it clicks to minus 3.5. Three and, three and a half, exactly. But the three, to go from 3 to 3.5 is a huge jump, especially in the NFL playoffs, where a lot of these games are decided by just three points. Mm-hmm. So if you are a believer in the Rams... It would be smart to wait if the money's coming in on Detroit 
you might be able to get a three and a half come kickoff time. Yeah, uh, the other spreads that are out there, uh, the Browns are ste- uh, steady at a two and a half point favorite in Houston. Okay, Kansas City's a four and a half point favorite uh, at home against. What's the, the over under in that game? Over under in that game right now is forty three and a half. Okay. It's pretty large for a game where they're worried about weather. Well, it's funny because Miami's a team that could score that much on its own. They could. But Kansas City's got a good defense, and it's going to be 9 degrees, and Miami's hurt. Yeah, Buffalo at minus 10. Ready for the over-under in that game? It's got to be 51. 36. What? Minus 10? They're telling you that the Steelers are going to get shut out. Minus 10 and yeah. 36. They're telling you that the Steelers are going to score maybe That's 10, 21 to 10, 10 points. is what that yeah, is, basically. 10 points. Um, Cowboys are 7.5-point favorite over Green Bay. What's that over under? 48? It's got to be the biggest one. 50 and a hook. Okay. And, uh, and indeed it is. Confirmed. Biggest one. Okay. And then Detroit is minus 3. Actually, I stand corrected. That's the biggest over under, 51 and a half. Okay. Detroit and the Rams. And uh, and the Eagles, a three point favorite at Tampa. Why the Eagles would be favored against anyone right now, I have no idea. Yeah, people just don't believe in Tampa. Well, you shouldn't believe in Philly. You should actually believe exactly what Philly's telling you. They're not a good football team. But not a good football team. Yeah, I guess you got to wait and see about the health of the QB. That's part of it. And the wide receiver. Their defense that shows up no matter what is going to stink. Yeah. I can tell you that right now. I mean, they've lost at home and they've lost on the road. They have turned into exactly the team that you said they were oh, about eight weeks ago. They're worse than I thought. And I crushed them. Yeah. But they're even worse than I thought. Fair. I didn't think they would do this. One win for, the, for winter. One win. Against the New York Giants? That's pretty surprising. So, anyway, those are the numbers right now. Um, and oh, there, Now, there is a look-ahead line. I'll see if my guy confirms it. Look. But there's a look-ahead line on Niners-Ravens. What do you think it is? Neutral site. Niners favored by four. Niners favored by one and a half. Oh, okay. Niners favored by one and a half. Obviously, yeah. each team would have to win two games at home to get yeah. there, and uh, bet on that right now. Which obviously, I don't know lose. if you can. Well, yeah, no, you can, you can. That makes sense based on the the current odds, which are Niners are plus two twenty five to win the whole shebang. The Ravens are plus three twenty five. So the difference between those two pretty narrow point and a half. Yeah. Plus, I mean, you're also betting that the game's even going to, like, you lose if the game never happens. Oh, you do? I would imagine you don't, so. You don't get that money back? I don't know. I'll read the fine print. Please do. But I, it's get back let, to it's me. It's letting me bet on it if I want to. Um, all right. Warriors Live is moments away. Picture yourself in a cozy room by the fire, enjoying breathtaking views of Bodega Bay. Winter is magical at the Inn at the Tide. Special winter midweek rates start at just one seventy nine per night. Breakfast included. Book your winter escape now at Inn at the Tides dot com. Willard and Dibs becomes Warriors Live next. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.